evening and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Casper. I am your other host, Becky Grillin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. And we are back, my dudes. We are. I had food poisoning. <laughs> it's really not a fun time. So, yeah. Um, me and the hubs had food poisoning. It was awful. Uh, we are a thousand percent better, so thank you. But um, we are back tonight and it feels good it feels and it's good perfect tonight. because it's super cloudy outside it's like 52 it actually might be lower than 52 and we've got our starbucks coffees and we're going to talk about hocus pocus we are we're talking about some it's getting guys we are just days away from the greatest holiday ever halloween and uh we're going to be talking about two uh well one of the most classic Halloween movies and now its sequel, Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2. Um, and for a warning, if you listen to this podcast, demons will come through your uh, earbuds. <laughs> they will. Yes. We've gotten emails. We've got So <laughs> we're just forewarning you now. Because don't you guys we're remember Hocus Pocus um, is a portal that leads to hell mm -hmm. and Satan mm -hmm. and demons. Yes. So before we get into <laughs> this lovely hellish episode. I thought you were going to say, but one other thing. Now, one thing that definitely will happen. There will be spoilers for the sequel. So mm -hmm. if you guys have not seen the sequel, um, it is on Disney Plus right now streaming. So do not listen. Stop. Watch the sequel. Listen and come to back the and beginning. Listen. If right. you've seen the first, because we're going to obviously talk about the first as well. First one, right. So um, listen to the beginning and, and then, then right when we're like, stop. Hocus Pocus 2, then stop. There you go. Perfect. But before we get into this hellish episode that will invite all of the ghouls and goblins into your home, a word from Osmos here. Calm your body down. All right, guys. Well, there is currently a sale. If you caught the last post on Monday, um, there is a sale with a coupon co code of PSCALM15. So that's PSCALM15. If you use that code at checkout, you get 15% off everything until Monday, until the Blessed Halloween. Um, Bless me. That was just for any inconvenience that anybody had this past weekend since I just took some time off to still recover. Um, that anything that was ordered would ship out today, but wouldn't be made until Monday. So if there was any delays, this was just kind of for anybody's inconvenience or just anybody out there that can use the code. So again, it's PS Calm, P-S-C-A-L-M 15. Put it in the checkout. And you get 15% off everything. So, um, yeah, that'll be going on until Halloween on Etsy. Link in bio, Calm Your Body Down Instagram page, or just Calm Your Body Down on Etsy. Calm your body down. I did think about doing a really witchy laugh, and then I was like, it's going to sound really stupid. So I no, no. I decided not. You're like, no. I'm good. No. So, my dudes, Hocus Pocus. Surprisingly, we I don't think we've ever actually talked about Hocus Pocus, have we? No. I didn't think so. I don't think we've... We probably have casually mentioned it. Yeah, maybe. but I don't think we've talked about it. Um, you know, it's it's about witches. 
This movie so came out the year I was born. It's going to be one of our favorites. That is so funny to me. It's almost 30 years old. It's so funny to me. <laughs> but yeah, like, so Hocus Pocus is like. I saw, I think I saw this movie when I was like, it would have come out when I was eight. And I think I distinctly remember seeing it. I was probably about 10 or 11. I think the first time I watched it, I was 10 or 11. Yeah. Because Disney Channel showed it every single Halloween. Oh, yeah. And of course, you know, I wasn't allowed to watch it because, you know, demons. But I snuck it and no demons ever came into the house. So, you know. Darn. It was it was really a letdown. <laughs> I, know, right? I watched it again today. Uh, I hadn't seen it in a while. I usually try to watch it every other Halloween. And uh, I watched it today, just kind of a refresher, because I watched the sequel yesterday or Monday? I, I think it was Monday I... when you watched it. Sunday. It was Sunday, yes. It was Sunday. I watched it Sunday. Uh, yeah, so I watched the sequel on Sunday, and I watched, uh, yeah, I watched the first one today, just kind of refresher course. And I was like... I really enjoyed both of these. Mm -hmm. I really did. I really enjoyed. There's so much nostalgia from the original one. And then the sequel did such a good job with keeping, like, keeping to heart the original on top of really doing its own thing in a good way and ending on the perfect note. Like, and damn, damn, if not both of them, I got teary-eyed. I still get teary-eyed at the end of the first one. When we talk about the second one, yeah, definitely I will have to share uh, that part. Because, yeah, I, I, yeah, I got real emotional. I was like, Disney, I'm going to need you to stop doing this fucking bullshit. I probably, got more, I probably got more emotional at the second one. It's because of how it ended. It's, it's just... because of how it ended, yeah. But anyway, so the first one... You have your run-of-the-mill witches. What do they do? They eat children. <laughs> well, both of them take place, obviously, in Salem, Massachusetts. This is, mm -hmm. like, capital city of witches in the U in the U.S. Um, and kind of the point with it being in 1993 with the original was 300 years previously. And 1693 would have been when the Sanderson sisters were killed. Because they were luring children from Salem into the woods and eating them. To stay For young, of to course. To stay young. <laughs> so they put a curse, black flame candle, and you've got this family that moved from California to Salem. And I'm like, man, that's a long trip. And uh, it's literally from it's one literally, coast to another coast. It's literally one of those movies now that you're looking back as a as a full grown adult and you're going like, "What did the dad do for a living? How much was gas? How much did houses cost in Salem back in '93?" I'm gonna start doing some research. Listen, I literally do. Let me that tell now. you right now. I do that. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. When you're old <laughs> and you're like, "What in the fuck were Kevin McAllister's parents doing?" Because that motherfucking house in Home Alone, I have questions. Yep. If she was a stay-at-home mom, the fuck? What was dad doing? What were the price of houses? Where was this? Like, you you have so... No, you put... You have... You don't... Obviously, you don't give a 
fuck up. You don't give a flying fuck about that as a child because no. you got you won't pay bills. You don't. You have no concept of money or anything. Money comes from your parents, and they get it out of the sky. As far as you're concerned, yes. you have they go to a place that they get it out of the sky, and they hate this place, and you don't realize. Why they hate this place until you grow up and then you have to go to a place that Work you hate. Work sucks. And I know. You to, so when you get older and now you have concepts of money and bills and mortgages and rent and how all this stuff works, you're like, I have questions. So many questions. What were the parents doing? All the old Disney movies. Listen, I have all the Sitcoms. Questions. Sitcoms and these Disney movies. I'm like, what were I need to know the parents Yearly gross income before ta before taxes. I need to know a yearly. Gross I need to know their income. net income. Right, net what income. The fuck? I need to know a net income. I need to know. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. It really is. It's ridiculous because you're like, I no, ma'am, not no. now. That's not happening now. We're not doing this. So when the first one, by the time before they move, though, you do see in the beginning that. They eat this child, um, and the boy is like, where's my sister? And then he ends up finding out that she's with them. They kill her, and then they find him, and instead of letting him go, they get a part of curse on him to become a cat. This is important, because then we get Binks, <laughs> which has now become, I think, the top most popular name for every black cat. Binks, Binks or Salem. Owned in this country. Um, yep. You're, you know, witches. So... Now we have Binks. Binks is guarding the candle that was used to curse Salem by the Sanderson sisters. And uh, we've got Max and his little sister, Danny. And Max has a crush on a girl named Allison that's from the town. And when he takes Danny that night to go trick-or-treating, Allison tells them, well, he obviously, they obviously both learned about it in school. And... Allison says, you know, I know where the house is, where the candle is, yada, yada, yada. Danny doesn't want to go. Max is like, this chick's, is, this chick's hot. I'm going to do whatever she wants to do. So, yeah, because boys, boys are dumb. He was a super skeptic as well. Because like, boys are real. dumb. This isn't real. This is bullshit. Because boys are dumb. And he's just going to, but also boys are dumb. And he's going to follow whatever the cute girl wants you to do. You will grow up and also <laughs> realize that boys are still dumb. Right. And anyway... <laughs> We have to get past like 35 and then it seems like it at some point evens out maybe uh, if you're, if we're lucky, but um, so they get there. He lights the candle like an idiot. And of course she hits the fan and the sisters are back. The they boys. smell the children. I love, I smell children. <laughs> Listen, these have their own little bits of it's humor still a classic that I genuinely love. I um, you know, and then that's when they find Danny and Max tricks them. Uh, he turns on the sprinklers with the lighter. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, so they leave. They leave with Banks, um, and they make it to the cemetery because you need to be on hallowed ground. And when you know, that's when they realize the legend is. Obviously, at this point, the sisters, the legend, Binks, it's real. All of this is real. It's not a legend. This is this is real. And uh, once the Sanderson sisters leave the house, 
they're on a mission to look for the kids. They run into what they think is the devil, <laughs> which is played so, rest in peace, it's played so beautifully by Gary Marshall and then the wife played by, of all people, his sister, Penny Marshall. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. to both of them. I, I love I how just... she kept saying, like, it's a master. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And he's like, what are you? She comes down. What are you doing? My... I mean, it's just Penny Marshall was... You know, and if people don't know who, you know, Gary Marshall was an amazing director and producer, Penny Marshall, of course, from Laverne and Shirley. And then she goes on to be an amazing director and producer. She directed a league. We would not listen. We would not have a league of her own without Gary and Penny Marshall. Very true. He plays the baseball commissioner. Yeah, he does. In the the whole scene with Tom Hanks, that Mm -hmm. was that was Gary Marshall. (laughs) So, uh, R.I.P. to Gary and Penny Marshall because they were their their whole thing. And then the the sequel to kind of jump into the sequel a little bit. This doesn't really give anything away at this point, but they pay homage to them. Remember when they panned to the kids dressed up at the Halloween costumes and they were dressed up, full girl in the curlers in her. I was like, see, mm-hmm. this is thank you. Such a nod. A, n- a nice little da. Uh, you know, they literally it, went. <laughs> it was it was great. It was great. I just I loved that. I, that's why I wanted to make a point to mention that because that's such an iconic scene in the movie with two very iconic people in the film industry, and then they give that little you know wink and nod to them in the sequel. I love that they cute. park their brooms outside at that scene, and the kids. There's take three them. kids dressed yeah. like them. Yep, that take them. So that's great. Uh, Because then they end up, what, on a mop? Winifred gets the broom. Uh, Who gets the... Sarah gets the... Sarah gets the the mop. mop. And uh, Mary gets Gets the the vacuum. Gets the vacuum cleaner. Yep. Which is perfect. Um, So so then they find Billy. Billy! But you're... Yeah, so they, they have to get Billy. So they get Billy and... Um, yeah, because the Sanders and sisters try to... They wake him up, you know, in that back. Of course they wake him. He's like, listen. I love the flashback in it, too, where he's just... She basically was like... Or was that the second one? That was the second one. That was the second one. Never the mind. Second one the <laughs> That's... Yeah, we get more Billy in the sequel, which is great. There's like a whole... I love the whole backstory with that. But. Yeah, because in the first one, Billy was a major part, but it didn't really have a major role. And in the second one, he had a major role, which was mm-hmm. really... I liked that a lot. And they clear his story. They clear the man's name. Mm-hmm. I love that. After 300 plus years. But, um... So they lure the sisters into the school. And they have a, a boombox, which you will never see those again. They have a boombox in the art room... In the kiln, I remember these back when I was a kid. Uh, two, I think, two different art classes I took. One of them in elementary school. I remember specifically that the school actually had a big giant. Uh, I think it's what they called them—an urn thing that you would put in there. It's where you would put things that were clay that they would harden, mm-hmm. and the room would get really hot. And uh, it, uh, it's in Stranger Things too. Mm-hmm. When they had to lock Billy in in there, another. Fucking Billy. Billy! Always Billy's. Always Billy. Always Especially Billy. if it's older. Anything 80s or 90s related. Billy's always going to have a Billy in the movie. Uh, or show. So they lure the, the witches there. They get them in the kiln room, whatever. And uh, 
They lock the door, light it, think we've got them, we beat them, whatever. Oh, well, prior to this, all of, because we got to stand in front of that building, which is so amazing. Um, it was I the like to town hall that. building <laughs> where uh, all of the townspeople at this point were at this, you know, it's Halloween, everybody's dressed up, they're at this big concert, the sisters show up. Well, they're trying to, Max and Danny and Allison are trying to warn everybody the sisters get on stage and their whole they start singing. I put a spell on you. Which is perfect. Because that's literally what they're say, doing. And then say their spell, which I love that they kept it the same. I know. I told my husband, I said, that was one thing I loved is that they, if you remembered that from the first one, they kept the spell exactly it was exact. the same. Yeah. Just change the songs, which are fine. Um, and the songs fit for their purpose in the movie. This, I put a spell on you was perfect. And so the whole night, everybody's been dancing. They don't know what's going on. <laughs> so while that's happening, they take them into the school, lock them in, the kiln, turn on. They think they're fine. They've got the book. They're good. Spell's done. Danny and Binks fall asleep. Uh, Allison and Ma Max thinks he's going to make his move, but Allison wants to open the book and see what's in it. And they fucked up when they opened the book because the sisters lived and made it back to their house. And every t anybody that opens the book when the sisters aren't there, it's a beacon. So they mm -hmm. saw the light coming from the house. And then that's when they take off in the broom mop and <laughs> vacuum cleaner, respectively. And uh, I like the circle of salt. Yep, they trapped them. Yeah. Trapped them in the circle of salt. That makes another play in the sequel. Um, so I'm trying to think, how do they get? Oh, they take Danny. I was trying to remember how they get from the house back to the cemetery. They take Danny. Well, the the they had. How did they get the salt ring open again? It was the. Um... Well, that's in the sequel. That is in the sequel. That's right. Yeah, but Allison—they're so similar in certain spots that it fucks That's my why head I'm up. mentioning this because I'm like, they—they <laughs> they really made a point to to do that, just modernize it, right? In the sequel because Allison has the salt. They, you know, that's you're right from the book, um, the protection. But while that's going on, they were still able to take Danny and uh, Sarah sang her song, which lured the other kids towards their house too. So, in the meantime, uh, while they're trying to, they get the potion made, and um, they're trying to give it to Danny, they end up getting Danny out and back to the cemetery, and De uh, Max says, you're, you know, he drinks the potion, uh, so when they go to take him instead of Danny, he's like, no, I'll save my life for my it's sister. Already too, it's already too late at this point because now it's daybreak. And uh, once it's daybreak and the sunlight hits, they're dead because they didn't get the potion in time. So, uh, well, not dead, but just, you know, they could, of course, come back if somebody else makes a black flame candle or whatever. But uh, now Binks has turned back into Thackeray from the beginning of the movie so that 300 years later he can be 
reunited. Listen, when when you guys first watched it, don't I shed a tear. Do you remember when you thought Banks was dead? Oh, so sad. I was like, no. Not being It made me sad that Danny was sad because of the cat. I know. And you're like, but wait, he's not supposed to be a cat. So you know, and you you're so happy that he's reunited with his sister though. She's like, I had to wait three hundred years for a virgin to light the black weekend. That's that's the funniest that's one of the funniest parts was at the end. I love so much how much that these movies play on how Christians genuinely think witches are. Which is why I love Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Mm-hmm. Well actually well yeah, Sabrina, but also the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Because they really play into the Christian definition of a witch. And it's so funny to me. It genuinely cracks me up. Like the whole virgin, the eating children, the spells. Which that's a real thing. But not like to that kind of degree. And then you've got like, it's just so funny to me. It just makes me laugh. Oh, and I mean, they it, they lay it on so thick. They do. These in such a comical way that it, it's it it actually to me makes it even funnier mm-hmm. that there really are people out there that believe this crap. Like I was one of they them. They really believe, but you were, you know, it's it's cultish and indoctrination. I was raised that way, and to believe me, when one of my best friends decided to be like. Hey, let me teach you what Wiccan is because you were taught wrong. That's why I love it so much now because it's so funny to me. I'm like, this stuff isn't, this isn't what witches are. This is the Christian definition of a witch. So it's, it's, it just makes me laugh. That's all. But yeah, so the first one, obviously, it's incredibly ridiculous. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. My favorite thing in the world was to tell my mom that witches don't even believe in the devil. To watch her face and just her mind absolutely implode. <laughs> Which was really funny to me. Because you got Chilling Adventures of Sabrina over here going for you, Satan. And I still, I, I say that sometimes because it's really funny. Oh, I do. It's <laughs> But, uh, yeah, just not, you know, and it's so different. Anybody that considers, I, I'm not Wiccan, but, I, and I, I do believe in evil. And I, I just don't, I don't believe in the, you know, with the churches, the, the horns. and You know, the guy looks cool. But I don't believe in, <laughs> I don't believe in. What's the guy's name from Powerpuff the, Girls? The you know who I'm talking about? He looks like the devil. That's... I can't think of his name. Oh my god, I have to... Yes. You know who I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Because I'm like, that's that's exactly what... Basically what Christians think the, the devil, devil looks, looks like. like. Which is... Like, oh my god, what a queen. What the hell? Oh. The drag queen devil from Powerpuff Girls. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, I will find it. <laughs> so yeah, so while she's looking that up, um, so you guys know the first one's very nostalgic. Um, so if you haven't seen the second one, stop. Him. Literally, the name was him. H I M. Yeah, I do remember that now. Um, yes, him. Drag, drag queen devil. Drag queen devil. Um, 
Amazing. So if you guys haven't seen the second one, definitely stop right now because we're going to go into the second one. Yes. Um, but the first one, obviously, yes, very nostalgic. And what's really funny is basically the the entire plot of the first one is kind of the entire plot of the second one. They did a remake sequel. That's what I'm calling it. Because it's like... It wasn't that far off as far it as... It really wasn't. You know, it didn't really focus on a family as much as it was three girls... Right. Um, they they chose on a friend family in instead of like a high family. family. Also, uh, low key, can we talk about the witch at the beginning and how fucking hot she was? Because the legendary witch that Danny was actually dressed up as Hannah Waddingham is that actress as the, the mother witch. I was hoping we'd see her again. I mean, we we saw her as She's the phoenix. A, but... Broadway. She's currently on Ted Lasso, which I which I will probably never watch. Anybody out there's a fan, sorry. Sorry. I'm just I'm I'm not I'm not paying for another goddamn streaming service. Apple. I'm not doing it. I literally have Same. all of them. I'm not doing it. Um I'm I'm just not doing it. Uh she's mostly a stage uh a stage Broadway actor? actress. Huh. Yeah, Spam a lot, Into the Woods, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. But yeah, I love Les Mis. I love that Danny's costume in the first one was basically her dressed up as the mother witch in the second one. Um, Amazing. And I loved that. I was hoping we would see the mother witch again, but you just see the phoenix flying around. Um, but anyway, so that was a really cool beginning. I also would love to have an entire film as a prequel with those three girls as the sisters. They embody yeah, their little, characters the little girls so well. Them in the be- yeah, that was that was amazing. And Tony Hale, listen, <laughs> Tony Hale. I'm I'm an Arrested Development fan personally. Is that the and guy who plays the mayor? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> He's funny. <laughs> Buster from Arrested Development. If anybody remembers, Tony Hale is a gym and is hysterical and all listen i love caramel apples so much so and am also an adult on the brink of sanity so i know how one little thing can just bring you so much happiness and when he didn't get his goddamn apple I like I felt that on such I felt that deep in my heart Mm -hmm. like I told I told another friend I was like I feel like his whole arc with the caramel apple is like adulthood it's like (laughs) especially for millennials nothing can go right I just want my apple I felt it so deeply haven't I mean? I really felt. Haven't you guys ever soul. been in line for something, or just wanted something so bad, and it just it had unlimited supply, and you knew you had to get your last in there, and it was like you were either the second to last person, and you didn't get it, and like, or they were just out by the time you got that. That shit hurts. That really fucking hurts. Yeah, it's pain. <laughs> it's a deep, 
This should have been called Hocus Pocus 2, The Night the Caramel Apple Did Not Come Home. Like, it should have been... (laughs) Mayor Trasky. Um, so we cut to, now we're in modern day Salem. We are, so it's actually almost 30 years from when the... Anderson sisters were originally in Salem, but it was really cool that they did that too because they said 29 years. They kept so. up. They kept that up. Um, so we've got uh, Gilbert. Gilbert. Gilbert owns the magic shop. God, Gilbert. And in town, and he uh, is basically telling the story you know, of the Sanderson, the whole history, you know, of the Sanderson sisters, uh, to the, it's, this is Halloween night. And, um, and it's cool. Cause it's like a witchy shop, a cult shop. And I love, this is what I did love though, because I feel, I remember hearing people like, feel like they, you know, obviously they glossed over that in the 93 one, like what's a virgin, you know, virgin lights the black flame candle. I'm like 10, like, eh, you know, and then, <laughs> So they don't gloss over. I but I love what they did in this one when the kid's like, "What's a virgin?" and Gilbert goes, "Someone that's never lit a candle." And I'm like, "That's exactly what it is." That's anyway, exactly, that's exactly that's what it is. Yes, exactly. Also, I love real quick on the old in the original one how in the beginning of it they just hang them. Like, you're a fucking kid watching this shit, and they're just fucking hung. Oh, yeah, they just hang them. And you just literally see them. Like, you don't see their heads, but, they're, no, but, but you like, see you them know. hanging there. Yeah. I'm like, that's really fucked up. I watched it when I was, like, 10. And <laughs> thought, like, thought, like, nothing of that <laughs> at all. Nothing. Uh, oh, also in the beginning, we realize where... So the young... There's a young Billy Butcherson, and... Winifred is due to so it's also mentioned that Mayor Trasky is a descendant of Reverend Trasky who would have condemned the girls into the woods and uh because Winifred was supposed to marry um another boy in town and she wanted to marry Billy and said you know well, we're we're meant to be together because of that one kiss we shared because that becomes a running thing in the movie. Because when <laughs> Billy's brought back, he's like, we shared one kiss. I was never her boyfriend. So um, they are uh, these three teenage girls that are in the new, that are in the movie, Becca, Izzy, and Cassie. Cassie is Mayor Trasky's uh, daughter. She starts dating a more they were they were best friends since they were kids and they all would they were basically like their a little coven of witches themselves and they would all get together on Halloween, which happened to be um was it Becca's birthday or Izzy's birthday? Izzy Becca's birthday. It was Becca's birthday. I didn't mean Halloween. to be driving a car just now. It was Becca's Izzy. birthday. Becca's birthday, so they would all get together. Well, Cassie starts dating a more popular boy who you come to find out isn't really a bully. He's just kind of stupid. Poor thing. Um, Also, I would just like to say congratulations, Disney, for the quite diversity you had in this film. Good job. Very, very proud of you. Loving that. Loving that the main girl was black and not the asshole sidekick who always played. We have a coven of three 
a black girl, Hispanic girl, and a white girl. I'm like, I'm kind of I'm kind of into that. Liking this. It's like Neapolitan ice cream. Um so <laughs> just saying. It's kind of cute. Low key though, the pink kinda in Neapolitan cute. is definitely the white girl. Yeah. And this that's not against Hispanics, because Hispanic people, I'm not saying you're vanilla. I'm just saying you're not pink. No, you would have the white girl is pink. Cassie was pink. God, <laughs> God love her. Cassie was all the pink. Um, so you find out Gilbert has the book, uh, the, the, the book, the book, book, the book from the first one, Winifred's book. Um, and Cassie is now not going to hang out with them. She's going to throw this big party that her dad doesn't know about because her dad's the mayor and he's going to be at the Halloween. They do a big town thing in Salem, obviously. So, um... They go to the same spot where the girls were banished, and that's where they always do their conjuring circle. Well, this time, Gilbert gives them a special candle, which you find out Gilbert made a black flame candle because the original one was burnt all the way down. Um, they reference that in the beginning. And when they light it, when Becca lights it on her 16th birthday, virgin uh <laughs> lights the candle um they conjured the sisters uh now for a hot should... second i thought there was going to be a musical i was like what is happening right now oh it was amazing but it was amazing because they immediately broke out in there <laughs> and the song it was elton john's it was to elton john's the bitches are back but yeah it was the witches are back and it was perfect it was amazing perfect they were like why are they sing they what literally they were singing like... to and she's like, you, like Mary Pops. Perfect. I, I um, loved that they did that, though, because they were we were all just kind of like, what is happening? Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> I was like, this is I love this. I was like, this is this is fucking awesome. Also, I need to because this is going to be really important in the end when the Sanderson sisters' kids meet the mother witch who bestows them the book and obviously doesn't eat them because they're like you know you all have a gift you should harness that da, 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 they apparently have a different smell when they're actually like witches right so the mother mm. witch tells them uh you know they they ask her where is your coven because she makes a point of saying you know don't do this one spell in the book uh and make sure you hold on to each other like your coven is very important and then when they ask her what happened to her she got really sad um and then she disappears she turns back into the is that a crow or a raven remember they saw it in the actually it, i keep thinking it's a phoenix but it might actually be a raven it looks like a ra it's got the red behind but it's it, got a red in it that's probably why i keep saying phoenix i think it's i think it's actually a, a raven um it's a black bird but it has some red in it uh i'm looking it up as we speak if you want to go on so the witches come back the girls um realize what they've done and the witches are not going to leave them alone so you know they're like we need kids we have kids now to make our potion so we can live forever and they're like, no, we know somewhere you can get potions and stuff. Insert perfect product placement for Walgreens. 
Um, yeah, it's a raven with some red in it. It looks like now we're in a now we're in a Walgreens for most of the movie. Fucking hilarious! And I, I, there's a whole like 15 minute bit of in them Walgreens like, and drinking. <laughs> it's it's got hints of she's like literally drinking this like face cream. <laughs> what was the name of the thing that she the name of the product where she goes? Oh, that's a lovely name for a child. Do you remember what it was? Oh God, no, I don't. But she's like, what a lovely name. They literally think that they're drinking children. Yeah, like to stay yeah. younger. They think that's what it. Yeah, so that that was just perfect product placement. So then they see campaign flyers and realize that there's a descendant of the Reverend still alive, and they are on this mission not only to kill the but to kill him that's really like their main thing so uh and by this point they, they now have their new brooms they got which oh winifred God. got her broom and sarah, sarah got a swiffer a swiffer a, jet, a swiffer wet a jet swiffer wet jet <laughs> and fucking and mary, mary has roombas two roombas i'm like what is happening Oh my god. Well, it's funny because that's perfect. That's the modern bop and the modern vacuum. And the modern vacuum. <laughs> so they have forced, they have put a curse on Gilbert where they have now forced Gilbert to track down the ingredients that they need to rid themselves Him of, and Billy. of Mayor Trasky. So they need a human head. So Gilbert goes and dicks, digs Billy Butcherson up. <laughs> Which you realize, and I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. They never completed the spell. Billy was still alive. (laughs) Billy's been in that grave still alive since 1993. And you're like, oh, no. I think that's fucking hilarious. But it was him and Billy had this whole time together. And uh, he, he, so he's tricking Billy. He redeems himself at the end. Gilbert definitely redeems himself at the end. But in his defense, most he was of cursed. His, but most of this was Gilbert's fault. It was like, Gilbert's He fault. wanted to conjure the Sanderson sisters back because you find out back in 93 when he was a little kid, he's the only one from the town. He happened to get home late because some bullies stole his candy Halloween night. And he happened to be the only kid that didn't hear Sarah's song and wasn't at the party that the parents were at where they put the spell. So he walked by the cemetery that night and saw the witches disappear and was able to take the book and had it the whole time since he was a kid so he knew about what happened then and he was the only one in the town that knew that whole time so he's really been on this mission to try to bring the sisters back because he thinks in his he's like a white witch and he practices good magic so in his mind he's thinking that he can bring the sisters back to do good and it's like no Gilbert that's not what's going to happen so him and Billy have this whole grand time around Salem and they're playing games and it even though Billy finds out later like you tricked me you just wanted to use me to get back because he realizes that they put a fucking curse on him so uh to protect Mayor Trasky the girls tell him that Cassie's having this party at the house he gets back and grounds Cassie. Cassie's mad at the girls till when they show up. As they show up, uh, Cassie's boyfriend is being chased by the Sanderson sisters. And that's when Cassie realizes, 
oh my god, the Sanderson sisters are back. This is real. And that's, this is where we were getting confused. The girls trap them in Cassie's house with a salt circle. Um, I'm trying to remember how they got out, though. There's when Mayor something... Trasky came back and found it was the Roomba. in the garage. It was the Roomba. That's right. The Roomba vacuumed the Roomba part of the vacuumed salt. up the part of the fucking salt. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Packing up part that of the was so funny to me though that that was how they oh, were able to get out. She Mary called her Roomba over, and the Roomba took out part of the salt, and then that's how they were able to get out. Fucking hilarious! I swear. So <laughs> they end up. Uh, they kidnapped. That's right. They kidnapped Cassie to lure the girls back to the uh, Forbidden Woods. They're back in their area. With also, low-key, during this entire time, the main girl, Becca, isn't realizing she has powers. Like, throughout the entire film, yeah, her hands there's little things and, going yeah. on where she's actually realizing she might possibly be a good witch. That she actually herself is a witch. She's 16. She starts, yeah, she starts realizing. Um, she's literally Sabrina. She's turning 16 on Halloween. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so but i mean her friends like it's so cool that izzy's like pointing this out to her and then when they're in the woods and uh because now they have the book uh or no they don't have the book yet that's right but they had read you know how powerful they are together that there's one point where uh becca creates this like force field and when she grabs izzy's hand and izzy grabs cassie's hand and they all bound together that's that force field got even stronger um so not only is she learning she has natural powers that she needs her coven around her um so they've now got the book and billy's head and they're doing this last spell. I love that Billy's that head is just chilling just there the whole there. time. Because Gilbert said, <laughs> you know, Gilbert's like, yeah, I'm sorry I tricked you, but I need your head because they put this curse on me and I'm going to die if I don't. So he gets the head back to them. And um, so the spell is actually called the Magica Maxima. And it states that whoever casts it must give up what they cherish most. And that was the part that Winifred didn't read in the spell she just wanted to be all powerful and have all the magic because she feels like if she does this spell she'll be able to rid salem of she'll be able to get her revenge and be the most powerful witch um but cassie cassie they were able to free cassie while this is all going on and uh the spell is complete and um oh another thing they did to trick the townspeople uh another song when we mentioned that they kept the spell the same this was another great song they used uh because i love i love the blondie song one way or another so that was perfect um and they did that song on the stage it was supposed to be a drag show and it had a drag show uh, for Halloween of uh, drag queens dressing up as the Sanderson sisters, which was great. And they had abandoned everything. So they do one way or another and incorporate the spell in that. 
And that puts the townspeople under a trance while the fair is going on when they're originally looking for Mayor Trasky. Um, I love that they also didn't win the competition as to who could, who was the better Sanderson sisters. And they didn't even win. And they, they're like, we are that. What are you talking about? (laughs) So they did the spell. They're all powerful. And the girls come out and they go, you know, you didn't read the last part of that spell when a Fred of, you know, when you do this spell, it takes what you cherish the most. And that's when she realizes something's terribly wrong and her sisters fade away and they're gone. They literally start disappearing and they're like, yeah. what? this whole fucking scene, they're like, what's going on? And she's literally like, oh, like she's realizing she's like, you're disappearing. Like, where are you going? And they're like, what's happening to us? I was getting legitimately emotional because she was so upset because she's like, I'm nothing without my sisters. And I'm like, okay, okay. (laughs) I'm like, we need to stop. Because you realize like, I mean, even all that she, you know, and, and even throughout all of the movie, like, there's parts in it where, like, Sarah stands up for herself. And, yeah. You know, like, they're really... But you realize... And even even from the first... It carries from the first one into this one. That no matter how much they picked on each other, it was really poignant in the beginning as kids. Because that was the whole reason why they were banished to the woods is because Winifred was not going to be separated from her sisters. So exactly. Always from the start, no matter how much shit they've given each other as sisters... They're nothing without each other. They're they're nothing without each other. So then you realize that's why that mother witch, you're like, oh, now I get it. That's why that mother witch was alone. And that's why she made the point of saying, you know, be careful of this spell. Because obviously that means at one time she did it. And that's why she's alone. And her coven's gone. Because you have to give up the thing that you cherish the most. And... uh even before that, though, what was really cool is when the girls pop out and they go, you know, you have a choice. And Winifred's like thinking that they're talking to, to her and they go, no, we're talking to the book. And the book leaves Winifred. And, you know, because the book realizes like, this is not good. I did not want you to do this spell. I knew I know what's going to happen. And then that's when Winifred realizes what happens and her sisters are gone. And then she begs, she begs the book to reverse it, to reverse the spell. And uh, she, you know, I don't care what happens, just reverse it. And uh, I don't care if I lose all my powers or whatever. And then she starts to fade away and she doesn't realize what's going on. And then that's when Becca tells her, you know, that's once the spell's been undone, the only way to relieve it is you have to head into eternal rest with your sisters. Like, it's, it doesn't bring your sisters back. You join them. And she literally said, I don't care as long as I'm with them. Yeah. And that, I was just like, Disney and their family theme as of late is, like, too much. <laughs> like, it's, I was actually very teary-eyed. I almost cried. Yeah, I wasn't, like, sobbing. No. But I was, like, teary-eyed. And then after they, after Winifred left, the goddamn book cried. Listen. I already was, like, tear, tear. And then when I saw a tear drop out of the book's eye, 
I started crying because of the book. It was an end of an era, the, and the book was the in book, love with and the book her. Was in love with her. The yeah. book was in love with Winifred, and even though he was being passed on to someone new, he was like, "I loved her." Like he would been with her for three hundred yeah. years, basically. That book loved it was her. A bond. It was a bind. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's a uh, oh, it was a crow, not a raven. See. Wikipedia says crow. Crow raven. It looked like a raven because it was huge. Same family. It seemed huge. But I would have said raven. I would have said raven. And no offense to crows. Um, I love crows, but ravens are smarter. So I would have honestly just thought it was a raven. Exactly. But okay. Same family. Same genus. Whatever. Uh, so Billy starts to fade away as well when he realizes that all of Winifred's spells have been undone. And, uh, Gilbert promises him that now, from now on, when he tells the history of the story, that he will make sure to get it right. <laughs> that Billy was not Winifred's boyfriend. One kiss. <laughs> uh, and Billy finally gets to sleep now. Um, and then there's this really cute scene where the girls are walking like this. And they're like, what are we doing? They're walking away. And uh, you notice that... Uh, the mother witch is now watching kind of following them, them, yeah. Watching over them now is the newly cast witch sisters of Salem. Uh, did you guys know though that there was an after credit scene? Did you guys watch it? Did I you watched see it. I watched it by accident. I watched it by accident. There's very possibly a third that's going to happen. But low key, I really want a prequel with those three girls. Because it was a, it was a, was it the candle? It was another black flame candle that yeah. said number three. Yeah. So you re oh, because uh, what was what was Gilbert? Gilbert had a black cat, and it's like no, that's just an actual cat. Uh, oh my god, what was Gilbert's its name? Cat's name. I cannot remember that cat's that name. They said it so many fucking times. I've lost it. I, I totally forget that cat's name. <laughs> They're all screaming at us through the... Uh... I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't remember what the cat's name is. Um, it was just... It was adorable. Fucking tell you that. Uh, I don't want to know who played the cat. No. <laughs> Cobweb. Cobweb. Cobweb was his name. But yeah, that was the after credits. I, I watched it by accident. I just, I let it roll. I let it keep going after the, and I was like, oh, what's going on? And then you see that Gilbert made more than one black flame candle and it said number three. And I was like, oh, just cute. Um, I was so glad Doug Jones was back. And, uh, I kind of wish that, uh, uh, and I think a few of the same, um, I think Mick Garris and David Kirshner came back to be involved in it. Um, but just, you know, like you, you had to have the original sisters come back. There was no way that was going to work without it. And, uh, uh, had to have Doug Jones back as 
you know, Billy Butcherson. Um, I guess at some point there was supposed to have been talks of Thora Birch coming back as Danny grown up, but there were scheduling conflicts with something else that she was working on, so they weren't able to make that happen, which I thought, nah, that kind of sucks. Um, that would have been kind of cool if they would have been able to work that in somehow. Um, oh, I love this little fun fact. When they were filming in Providence, Rhode Island to keep it as if this would have kept it hush-hush. They filmed it under the working title, Black Flame. Ooh. I kind of like Because you know that. how when they release scripts, they never release scripts with the actual title of the movie. Right, because it's a working it title. Exactly. And, well, and then in case it leaks out what they're actually working on. So, and I'm like, but who in the hell wouldn't have put Black Flame and Hocus Pocus 2 together. Like, you, that's the whole... I would have been like, what the hell is that's this? That's the whole point. Like, <laughs> we know, we know that's, we know that's what brings the girls, or the sisters, back to the flame candle. Um, now, one thing I did notice was where they shot, they ended up shooting more in Rhode Island than they did in Salem, because... You know, having been to Salem, I, I realized certain parts of it, like where they shot in the square, like where the fair was. Listen, like the that. first one really fucks me up now because I'm oh, like, yeah, I've been weird. there. It's, like the first one's even weirder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you've actually been there. Um, but yeah, you know, I hate. I I feel like more people around my age were hating on the sequel. And it seemed like the parts that they hated on more was these three girls. And I was like, why though? You know, I don't know. Like I said, I just, I feel like some people around my age, us elder millennials going into like the, the Gen Xers, it's, we don't like to let go. Some of us just want to gatekeep the fuck out of our, nostalgia from our childhood and i get listen man i get it i totally fucking get it especially when you've seen remakes just be remakes of this shit just be butchered to goddamn death mm -hmm. you know that's or it actually be a terrible sequel, right remake, you know whatever. and then that sucks because now like especially if you have kids and you're thinking i, I feel bad for people my age that have kids where their kid sees, like, the remake or whatever, and you're like, fuck no! Like, we're watching the original, mm -hmm. that is some, that is a piece of bullshit. So, um... You want to keep the nostalgia, but you, and you don't want to let go. It. But, I'll tell you right now, I fucking loved this sequel. I really loved these three girls. I really loved that dynamic of, well, it just... Shit is, you know, just kind of pointing out more, instead of having it be more wrapped around a family, which was really integral in the first one, with you seeing this breaking apart of Danny and Max, with Max getting older, Danny being the little sister, having to move, Max is not accepting it, <coughs> but then playing on what Thackeray had with his little sister and him making the point of saying, don't, don't lose what you and Danny have. Because if you lose that forever, you'll, you know, I, I miss my little sister so much and I wasn't able to protect her. And but, this is kind of, and so where that has that play in the first one, where this one has more of the play on 
how important friendship is, how important, you know, taking it under the guise of a coven, but just how important your circle is. And that's really no metaphor for witches or anything, but just your, your circle. I have a, a, a small group of really close friends that, that that's in, very important to me. And I think that's, I think especially in high school and you're, you know, they, they really played well into all of the bullshit that goes on around high school and just the, the silly things that you can fight with your friends about homework, boys, bullying, you know, just dumb, dumb shit. That's a natural process of growing up that you're so afraid can, can tear apart childhood friendships. Um, and just how showing how it, important it is that, you know, this high school shit aside, you know, if we really have a solid friendship, we can keep this friendship forever. This is how important this is. And then, you know, even, and, and taking it one step further and saying that, you know, with Winifred and Mary and Sarah, how they were nothing without each other. Like they really not, you know, like under the guise of their powers, but just really more metaphorically of like, you're nothing without your circle. You can't do it alone. If you think you can tackle life alone, you are sorely mistaken. You need a support group. That's that's what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs a support group, whether it's your family, whether it's friends, whether it's whatever. Everybody needs, and even and it doesn't have to be a big group. You don't have to have quality four or five over friends. quantity. I have two. Besides my husband and my dad, I have two very, very close friends. And that's, I, I, I mean, like close, close. I have, you know, a couple of other, you know, people that I mean a lot to me, but I mean like close and exactly like you said, it's that it's the quality of those friendships that mean more to me than uh, having a bunch of people that don't really mean anything that maybe I thought at one time they did, but you learn pretty quickly. They don't. Thanks, 2020. Yay, right? Um, it really teaches. So it was more of where this one really struck home to how important a support system is. Uh, and to how important it is of the people that are in it. Yeah. Make sure they are good people. And that you're all working together. Well, that was the mm -hmm. whole point of that, of that being a strong coven is that you're, you, you know, it's, these are good people. Right. Keep that support system strong and keep that support system of, of good, strong people to have around you. Because you if you're building yourself up, then you only want to be around people that are moving in the same direction. I mean, like it is amazing how my support group I still have friends like outside of my three. I have three. I have a lot of close friends that would genuinely do anything for me. But my three are, like, die for. Like, right. there is no, there is, in these people I've known for. Like, oh, you have, you need a kidney and I match? No cool. problem. Exactly. Yeah, like that kind of shit. Like, like, literally, like, just think about you on certain days and be like, like, you, like, freaking Becky, for instance. There was one time I was literally sick. I don't remember what I had. It might have been the stomach flu, but I don't remember. She freaking, I hear a knock on the door and then I open the door and there's a, there's a fucking Kroger bag 
full of vitamin C soup. You had what else did you have in there? Oh, the vitamin C uh, cough, like, not, they're not cough drops, just the regular vitamin C drops. Oh, yeah, drops, yeah. And then you had, like, all of this just freaking stuff in it, and she's like, I just wanted to give you a care package, and I'm like, I had a really fucking bad day at work. I went to go get my taxes done. I come out and look at my car, and there's a bottle of wine in a bag hanging from the window of my car. Get friends like that. Your coffee maker broke in. No, listen. And so I had had a really shitty week. Oh, you had a really bad. shitty week. That was so bad. It was Friday. It was literally Friday. All I wanted was coffee. <laughs> like I was like, and the was, universe said no. The universe literally did. I turned. I went to go make coffee, and I turned it on. Like I, so, what I do in the mornings is I go get the coffee, turn it on, and then go to the bathroom, do a few things, and then go. That's usually turn on my yeah, computer. That's usually my routine. And then I go get my coffee after I clock in. Right. So I clock in. That's I go to my, my coffee routine. maker. There's no coffee. And the coffee maker's not on. <laughs> I'm like, is it plugged in? I unplug it and plug it back in. I turn it on. Nothing. Yay. Not to mention that coffee maker was probably 25 years old. <laughs> <laughs> but but I literally like, was like, all like, I fucking wanted was coffee. Yep. I couldn't even get coffee. It was the caramel apple. This is literally what we were just talking about. <laughs> yes. This is it. This is fucking yeah, it. This was your caramel apple. Not only, <laughs> not only does Becky go get me a fucking coffee from Dunkin' and brings it to me, this bitch bought me a fucking new like coffee maker. Ten minutes for me. But you bought me a coffee maker. <laughs> like even Danielle was getting ready to door dash me a fucking coffee. And she was like, this is this is a travesty. Like I she's like. I'm, Danielle's my roommate. She's like, I will get you coffee. Yeah, I, I like, was ready to DoorDash, and I was right. like, Well, Becky, well, Sophia, Becky decided I'm not just gonna get you a coffee. Here's a fucking new coffee maker. <laughs> okay, Oprah, <laughs> you get a coffee maker. You get a coffee maker. <laughs> but it was like friends like that. Like, yeah, I didn't even ask for anyone to get me a coffee, much less a fucking coffee maker. And then she's like, oh, here's a coffee. Here's a new coffee maker. <laughs> Let me have one. I just <laughs> know how important coffee is. Coffee is, coffee is, coffee is I so important. Coffee, coffee is so important. I am a whore. And I just, I put myself in your shoes and thought I would, I would have a breakdown. I actually cried. <laughs> See, I would. Because I had, it was literally, have you guys ever seen those commercials? No. Those cartoons where it's like a huge thing and then the feather breaks. Yes. Like, the whole, th that was the feather. You're right. I had had such a shitty week. I was in such a terrible mood. All I was like, the one thing that's going to give me grace today is coffee. Yeah. And then the coffee maker was like, I can see like, the, I like the TikTok faces where they put the face on the inanimate objects. That coffee maker went. I I put myself in your shoes and I literally said like that would have been my moment. <laughs> like I almost called off work. I would have. I was almost like. Listen. I would have. My my brain. Something would have snapped. My eye would have never stopped twitching. I would have started. I would have called off work. I I would have. I almost did. I would have had a. I would have been like I'm calling off work today because I can't. I don't have coffee. I would have been like I've just had a nervous breakdown because. My coffee maker stopped working, so I need to take a personal day because I have had a mental breakdown. <laughs> because my coffee maker is I didn't have a mental breakdown, but I did break down. I did cry. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? 
And I had I, just clocked I in. I know me, and I've had bad weeks. Like, like we're just, it's a string. It's not just a bad moment or a bad day. It's a <laughs> string of... And I just know me and know that if that, like, I put myself in that moment and I would have been like, oh, that would have been a full on breakdown. But I would have done the exact same thing for you. It would have been that, what's that thing with, that was amazing. What's that, <laughs> it's, I think it's, I think it's Kim Kardashian, I think it's from the Kardashians, but I see people do it in like real girls where it's like, he goes like, how's it going? And she goes, it's great, but can you talk for a second? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> That would be me calling my husband. Like, if my coffee, my husband probably would have taken a half day off and bought me a new coffee maker. Like, I know my husband. He would have. He'd have been like, "What happened, guys? I I have to leave." He's like, "Guys, I have to leave my wife. I have to." You guys don't understand. This is like, this is this is threat level midnight right now. Office reference. This is this is threat level midnight right now. My wife needs coffee. I have to, guys, I have to say PTO. I can't. <laughs> you all understand what's about to happen. If I don't get my wife some coffee, I'm fucking coffee maker But that's, that is the definition. Little things like that, you it's just so it's crazy with people to like have that. someone like that because you know, I always was the type of person that did stuff like that for people all the time. Never got it in return. Never, never did anything to get anything in return, might I add. But I never had that where I, it was equal, where they did stuff for me like that. And now I have my circle that does that. And even a little bit outside of my circle, to be quite honest with you, does that. And it's like, but people are like, how do you find these people? And I'm like. I found a lot of these people when I was going through my growth and they have all stayed. Yes. That's what they have all helped and they have all stayed. Me too. You were the one person that never gave me bullshit. You were probably the person who helped me grow the most because you were like, I'm not fucking coddling you. I'm going to tell you how it is. And I may sound harsh, but you need to hear it. That's what you need. Well, you need friends that are like, let me tell you this in love, but you need to hear this right now. You really do. You You have to have those people. I think the worst people that, and I I think that this can just be attributed to anybody, celebrity or not, but I I think it is so dangerous to only surround yourself with people that are yes people, that are... Mm -hmm. They're never going to call you out for your faults. They're never going to call you out for your bullshit. They're never going to tell you like it is. They're going to coddle you and treat you like a baby Mm-mm. and agree with everything you say. You you never, you are doing yourself such a disservice as a person to surround yourself with people like that. And those people don't care about you. They're usually people that are sucking you dry. They're usually people that are vampires that are just sucking your energy they're not of a killer they're not trying they're not trying to (laughs) those people will never help you grow no never and to be i'll be honest with you guys and those are usually people that are also because we've both experienced this those are typically people that are so unhappy Mm -hmm. and don't want to change and they want you to say stay stagnant where they are they want you to be, it's misery loves company. You know, that's what they want. They don't want, they're not getting any better. So they don't want you to get any better. They want you to stay 
miserable and unhappy with them. Yeah, because they don't want to be alone. Because how dare you? <laughs> how dare you grow? <laughs> how dare you get become a better person? <laughs> to be completely honest, though, like the way that my friends have helped me grow has helped me become who I needed to become before finding an actual partner. Yes, that was. There was nasty lessons I needed to learn about myself before I was ready to be open for a partner. And I think that's why me and my partner have really come as far as we have is because we both had to get a little come to Jesus moment Mm -hmm. before we found somebody that we genuinely wanted to be with and it actually be healthy. Um, So get friends like that. Get friends like that that'll help you grow that also grow with you and it will change your life. I feel like that was a really important part of the sequel. I think for young kids. Little did you guys know you were about to get a therapy session. I mean, <laughs> this is what they're doing now with these movies. But like I said, it's it's really good that young kids mm-hmm. are seeing this. Because yep. not only is it poignant to people our ages, it's really important to kids at that age when you are developing these friendships. You know, and not every not every friendship from your childhood is going to last. You no. know, it's another thing, too. A lot of them aren't, aren't meant to. A lot of people are just meant to... A lot of people are meant to be dust in the wind. They're meant to just come in when they do and leave when they leave. You a know? lot of people I mean, are lessons. That's what I've yeah. come to... I've come to learn that a lot of people that you think were going to be your besties for life. Yeah. Or a lot of people that you thought were going to be in your life forever. If they're not, they were a lesson. They were God's lesson. It was a, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get all religious, but that's just, I think when you go back and you read like parables mm-hmm. and things like that, uh, I, I think that's poignant to what you're saying of people of those lessons in life it's like these and parables, god will these send you things. that lesson yeah. in different these people over and over and over until you get it yeah trust me i know Same. all too well boy do i yes <laughs> i do too jesus oh my all the way up to last all year the way up to yes mine stopped about four years ago but i'm still growing Oh yeah, you don't ever, we don't ever growing. stop growing. I'm still learning but shit about mine myself. was like mine was the that that final like the the last person to leave out of my life. That was like my my lesson as far as like that goes when it came to my circle and how important that circle is and to keep it as strong as possible. So we hope you guys enjoyed tonight. Um, these movies were great. Uh, please, elder millennials and Gen Xers, stop, stop gatekeeping. I listen. I know we love our nostalgia, and it's so hard to let it go because <laughs> we've been through <laughs> we've been through a lot of misery the last twenty years, and we're just we're you know we're holding on to that caramel apple. By a thread. And uh, so, but. We all really just want that caramel apple. Listen, it's all coming. Guys, it's all coming back to the fucking caramel apple. So let's just. And I don't even like caramel apples. I love them. But. (laughs) Shove a pumpkin up my ass before I eat a caramel apple. That's why it really. I think that's why it hit me even more. Because you're like, I actually love. I actually love. (laughs) Did you go get a caramel apple after that? I think you. I, I did. I think you need to go have. get one. I, I think have. you need to go get one because they're like selling those everywhere now. I actually have 
Um, I did my, we did our own last weekend. I. You made your own? I made my own. Well, fuck that. You yeah. don't need to go buy shit. We Just bought, make your own. Because uh, the year before, I think we went to like three different places before I found my God. It seems like for some so reason year, Kroger so has been having year, all the car like, apples. He was like, no. So we went to like our look, but I try, I try not to do like this time of year when it comes to like apple cider and stuff like that. I try to go to like the local spots. I don't want to buy like caramel apples and apple cider and shit like that from like Kroger and places like that. You I right, really yeah. try to, I really try to support the like small the markets, the local markets, the local farms. I, they're nine times out of ten, their prices are going to be cheaper and it's going to taste a shit ton better. So when we got our pumpkins, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, we shout out to Citrus Tree. It's like my favorite market ever. Um, we bought apples and caramel dip and I made my own. So I said, fuck it. Before we I'm end, doing, I'm doing that from now on, y'all. Just a little suggestion. <laughs> if you, I don't blame you. Caramels as much as I do. Before we end, though, we gotta rate them. Yes. So, what do you rate one? And what? Well, first of all, what do you rate one? Well, I just want to say real quick that IMDb gave the first one a seven out of ten, and the second one six out of ten, which I was like hmm, weird. Uh, I give, especially going back and watching them again. Um, I, I feel like they both equally should get the same rating because I feel like, and I'm going to give them both an eight and I I'm keeping the original at a solid eight because it has, and I've heard people say it's trash, whatever. It's not to me. I love it. I've always loved it, especially going to Salem. Now it will hold the most special place in my heart forever. I love I love Kathy and Jimmy and Bette Midler and, and Sarah Jessica Parker for those. They were so perfect for those roles that nobody else could have played the Sanderson sisters. And they brought them back for the original because they had to, because again, they are the Sanderson sisters. And the, the first one just holds so much nostalgia for me. And the second one kept so true to that nostalgia and modernized it in the most perfect way that equally I think they both deserve an eight. I, I'm I can't one up one over the other. I, I feel like if I I feel like if I gave a higher score to the sequel, it would be un, it would be undoing the original. But then I feel like I, if I give higher to the original, it'll be just for nostalgia purposes. And both of them I think are just gonna be state it to me it's like Adam's family. You know what? The only the only other horror that holds up to that is Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values. Those are the only other ones that I, I could equally say I love them both just as much. And if I find, I want a DVD combo pack of Hocus Pocus 1 and 2, because from now on every year, it's going to be the, the way, the way we do with Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values is the way I'm going to do with Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2 from now on. It's, it's going to be back to back with both of them. Two things. First of all, Adam's Family Values, I do watch at Thanksgiving. Oh, it's a Thanksgiving movie. Because it's a Thanksgiving movie. Second of all, I literally agree with everything you said, but I have to give the sequel a 7.99999. Okay. And the reason I, is because I, of Sarah Jessica's Parker, Sarah Jessica Parker's eyebrows. Okay. 
It literally has a point zero one zero 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 one okay. difference because of her eyebrows. They can did I, her wrong. Can I change mine? They did her wrong. Can I change mine and do the same? <laughs> so, I okay. Everything you said, one hundred percent. So, but I'm it is change. a seven point nine because of those fucking. What the hell? Yes. Was that on her face? Yes. They were about to get up and fly away. Yes. They should have had their own Swiffer budget. <laughs> it was. They were it was huge. a lot. It was a lot. They were so big. I, I agree. There is not many places that I've seen people talk about that movie and not I'm gonna talk have about to change. her eyebrows. I'm going to have to change <laughs> my rating. It's literally only because of that. her eyebrows. That's that's literally. It's, it's it's a travesty. It is terrifying. It really did. I don't know who <laughs> who okayed that. Who okayed Somebody that? Somebody said this is the look. <laughs> Somebody said this is yes. Somebody said the London look. I this I don't know. It Everything about that movie was genuinely perfect besides her eyebrows. I I don't know what happened there. I wanted to... <sighs> that is probably the funniest thing I've ever heard that they did. They deserved their own Swiffer sweat, sweat Jets. Wet Jets. I'm calling Swiffer Wet Jets Sweat Jets now. It's sad. It really was. It's It was a disservice to her. It really, really was. They did not make her look good at all. It like, was. she looked good, but those eyebrows did not... Um. Her legs say, listen, <laughs> I love how they made a special point. Either Miss, either Miss Jessica Parker did this or I don't know. But every time they made a point that she was on that Swiffer, she had that skirt hiked up enough that we got to see them gams and girlfriend. I don't know how old Sarah Jessica Parker is. She's close but to 60. I need to know what is she, what, what are we doing, Sarah? <laughs> What are the calf exercises? What are the lunges? What are what are we doing? What are we doing with them legs? Because they were they were killing it. It's all that walking that she does as Carrie in, in Sex in the City. It really is. It was that. that that's what it's it is. That. Yeah. It's walking everywhere. It's just in New York. It's in, in heels. In heels. Bitch, bitch. It's walking everywhere in New York. In heels. In heels. Got it. Okay. That's the word. It's the carry. It's the carry workout. I can't do Got that. Got them carry legs. I can't. I have weak ankles. So I can't do heels. <laughs> I had to. I had I... to call. An orthopedic doctor 15 years ago said, babe, you got to cut. You got to cut heels out. So I'm, I'm content with tiny kitten heels if I ever have to wear heels ever for anything. I hope not. I didn't even wear heels under my wedding dress. I was barefoot. I hate or heels. Had, I was barefoot or had flip-flops. I fucking hate heels. I hate them. I really do. They are I so uncomfortable. Hate, I hate them. Anyway. So guys, um, <laughs> that was our reviews on Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2. We hope you enjoyed it. We really do. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We hope you guys enjoyed the movies. And we hope they become a part of your Halloween repertoire now. Um, I, love, I was listening to a podcast earlier and they were, the guy was, it was a Michael Rosenbaum's pod, podcast inside of you. I was never a Smallville fan, guys, but I loved him in Urban Legend. Inside, it, it's a good, he has some actor. it's, 
he's a great interviewer. So if you've never caught Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, it's actually really good. But he was saying, he's a big horror fan. And he was saying how, hey, it's Halloween. It's that time of year where I'm watching more horror movies than usual because, you know, the holiday's coming up. Of course. <laughs> I love, I just, I loved how he put that. Because I was like, spoken like a true horror fan. Because I do watch this is what horror. This is what we do as horror fans. As when when the fall approaches, you start watching more horror than, you add more horror on than what you usually have on because tis the season. Mm-hmm. The holiday. It's coming up. All right, guys. So for next week's episode, which was actually going to be last week's episode. <laughs> yes. So for next week's episode, we will be doing the Hellview uh, Manor. Help. Hellview Manor Asylum. Got it. Lord Jesus. So, yeah, we'll be doing that next week instead of the week that we were supposed to be doing last week. But since Another haunted asylum yes. in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? What the fuck? You good? A lot going on. <laughs> um, highly recommend watching the Ghost Adventures episode of that. It was really I do need good you, It was Ghost really Adventures scary. or was it uh, uh, Portals to Hell? They were there too. Both they both were? Both went. Both went. Probably going to watch the Portals to Hell one first. Same. Uh, that's usually how I, how I do it from now on. Oh, guys, another quick uh, plug for Ghost <laughs> Adventures. Not that they need it. But... Um, if you guys remember back one of our Christmas episodes we did, I think it would have been December of 2020 where we talked about the Los Feliz murder house. It was either 2020 and, or 2021. In Los Feliz, California, where a doctor uh, attempted to murder his whole family um, with a hammer and then killed himself and the house is set empty this whole time. Uh, Ghost Adventures was finally, it's under, by the time we talked about it, it was under ownership by people that didn't even live in the house and the house was falling into disrepair. Um, now it's fallen under new ownership and Ghost, Adver Ghost Adventures was granted access. They've actually done a two-part uh, episode last week's aired last Thursday. Tomorrow will be part two. Um, it is insane. I watched it. There was more history about the house that I didn't even... That yep. Uh, well, just about the it was more about the more area. About the area, yeah. I did not know mm. about the town and the curse and the mm -mm. the house on haunted right Hill. above it where they filmed the Vincent Price house on Haunted Hill. That was crazy. You want to know a little fun fact about that? The guy that produced that movie went on to work on Rosemary's Baby. Of course he did. Watch cursed films on Shutter, guys. Brilliant. Just <laughs> brilliant. Um, but yeah, that was nuts because Los Feliz sits up on a hill and mm -hmm. so does that house. And he kept, Zach kept calling it the house on Haunted Hill and then come to find out where they filmed the Vincent Price, the original house on Haunted Hill movie was the house that actually sits right above it. And they were filming that movie in the same year that the murders happened. Wild. Guys, watch it's it. It's crazy. Please go back and listen to our episode if you're not familiar with the history. It, it's a, it, the episode was, this, the story was crazy. I had never even heard of it before. And it was, uh, it was a really crazy thing to happen around Christmas time because the 
you know, at first, the, the the one big thing about the house is that it's set empty for so long that when people would break in, it was like a time capsule. There was still a Christmas tree yeah. and Christmas tree and presents under the tree. It was very strange. So go back and listen to that episode. Catch the Ghost Adventures. Part two will be tomorrow. Um, watch the Portals to Hell Hillview Manor episode to get ready for next week's episode. And... Um, we hope you enjoy tonight. Watch Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus too. Um, and if you haven't, definitely watch it on Halloween. Halloween, you got you got like six, five days, five days until Halloween. So you got you plenty guys, of time to get all the spooks in. You guys have an amazing Halloween. We hope everyone enjoys it. Please be safe. We would love if you guys sent us pictures. Please post pictures of your costumes, of your house, of all of your decorations. We want to see all that shit. We love that shit so much. Um, I might be going trick-or-treating with my niece. I don't know yet, but usually I don't do jack shit for Halloween. So. That's cool. I will probably be watching The Conjuring, which isn't what I normally do every Halloween. That's my Halloween movie. Um, if my girlfriend doesn't work, if she works, if she does work, then I will be. If she doesn't, then I'll probably watch it with her. But, um, yeah. So you guys have an amazing Halloween. We will see you guys next week. And, of course, we have the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at DFWTO Podcast. Handle is DFWTO8811. If you have any questions, concerns, and want to say hey, please, please email us at DFWTO8493 at gmail.com. And, of course, give us a follow and a subscribe on iTunes, Pod, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and uh, Spotify. Yes. <laughs> and you'll always know when we put the out big new, one. new episodes. I was like, uh, uh. Um, and then give us a review and all that fun stuff. And go on the link tree on all of the... Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go to the link tree. Check out our merch. Buy our merch. Wednesday's coming out soon. We have Wednesday shirts that say Wednesdays are for podcasts. They're pretty fucking cool. So go check those out. And uh, yeah, that should be it. All right. Thanks we again, guys. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. 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 And don't forget, don't fuck with the original. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't fuck. Except, you know, it's okay because, like, Hocus Pocus 2 was actually okay. It was pretty good. Sometimes you can. Sometimes you can fuck with the original, but yeah. always. Stop, stop gatekeeping, guys. No more gatekeeping. Yeah. Mm, Y'all not to go to that gatekeeping it's area. Been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> Y'all not go to gatekeeping. Pesh cemetery. Okay. Anyway. Okay, bye, guys. Happy Halloween.